the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hello. How are you how are you guys doing? Phenomenal. Doing great. We we don't have a choice. We're in the middle of harvest. Things have yeah, I to know. be and and it's going well this year, I heard. Although a little bit short. Uh, a little short would be a uh, understatement. Yes, compared to normal seasons, compared to last year when we were having um, fires and all the rest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we definitely prefer, prefer this. Hey, Philip, you made it. Yes, I made it. Hi, James. Hey, Philip, how are you? Nice Good. to see you. Good. I was going to say, thanks to both of you for getting me out of the winery earlier than I have been in a long time. <laughs> but it's but it's going well, though, right? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a, you know, it's a drought, and so that and it and it's a real drought, not like you know, we we think back on some of the years that we used to call droughts, like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, Those were low rainfall years. Um, and now this is this is really a drought. This is you know uh, less than ten inches of rain, uh, or around ten inches of rain, two years in a row, and that really um, starts to take its toll on the vineyards, especially the ones that don't have uh, good water resources. So you see, it's kind of like a mixed um, kind of a mixed bag in terms of um, you know where you are in the valley, whether or not you have groundwater because yeah. anybody that had surface water you know lakes that filled from runoff there was no runoff this year so there was really no the lakes are the ponds are um, empty and so um that changes things quite a bit and mostly the yield is down in um there's a drought related drop in crop mm -hmm. but there's also a kind of a drought related uh you know, increase in intensity that um, most of us weren't around. We were around all of us in 1976 and 77, but we didn't have like the same perspective on winemaking that we have now. So that the last two year drought like this, all I know is that I couldn't take a long shower. Um, yeah. But the rest of it is kind of was was not as important to me as it is now. But didn't you have I mean, theoretically, there was also five years of drought before, what was it, 18? I mean, yeah, even 12. You know, like I was saying, those are really like, when you put it in perspective, those are like low rainfall years. We're still yeah. getting 19, 20 inches of rain. And, um, and a lot of times if the rain, even if there's not a lot of rain, but it falls in the spring and fills mm -hmm. up the soil, the vines don't know that you know, you only got 20 inches of rain. They just know that you got four inches of rain in March and, and yeah. they're happy about it. So that we didn't get, we didn't get a lot of rain and we didn't get any late rain. So, you know, it's been, it's been pretty tough uh, on the vines and yields. And we, you know, um, specifically at Chapelet, we had to carry a very low crop Mm -hmm. uh, for what little fruit was there. We had to thin it down to what we thought the, the vines not that they could ripen, that they could just handle without putting a lot of stress on them. And and so, if you hadn't have done that, do you think that you would that they would have been they would have blocked then, and then you would have just got um, dehydration? 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you just would not have gotten real ripeness. And and uh, um, it, as it was, I mean, I have in some cases I have never seen such small berries. I mean, I've wow. seen some small Cabernet berries, but there there's a whole nother level that they can go to that I wasn't really aware of. Oh um, my god! Yeah. And so some of these wines have... are the wines are big. The wines yeah, are tannic. very very concentrated. But is it is it more it's more tannin phenolics or is it um, alcohol as well? Well, the alcohol that you know that part of it we can control by yeah. know, our picking date or if it's high exactly. watering back. Um, but we haven't really you know the the sugars haven't really run away, which is kind of surprising. It's like each time we get a heat spell, we think, oh my god, it's you know the sugar is going to go way up. But it, they they haven't just run away. It, it's a little Good. surprising. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they're just big, dark. They're like, yeah. they're like big wines from like the seventies, except that we have better equipment and more yeah. refinement in terms of, you know, we know what those wines were like back then. And we know what, two, you know, 2013 was a huge year. Yeah. And we were all there during 2013. So we've got this kind of institutional knowledge, kind of a heads up that says, you know, beware you know of what's coming because it's big and that's interesting because also um i think in that phenomena of uh where the sugars didn't uh go through the roof also happened in in 15 as well for some reason so maybe the vines are adapting to this really dry you know um dry weather and hot weather and it, you know, it may be because of the stress, they're not photosynthesizing in maybe the same way. You know, you find these years like 18 and 19 where everything's so perfect, they're, the vines yeah. are just pumping. Whereas you can see these vines are not, uh, they're, they're not, it's not luxurious in any way for them. And maybe no. that just cuts down the, their ability to photosynthesize. Uh, if, they if they can't pull yeah. up, up water from the soil, then I think it, probably slows down their metabolism do you um just i'm curious do you leave more uh foliage more of a canopy uh well, on this, to cover the uh, grapes or what do you do exactly this is unique because i don't think we've ever seen it quite like this in that the fact that every one of the leaves are half the size they used to be in a normal year the leaves are smaller, wow so it's not like it's not like we had to that we had something to take away that we would take in some foliage yeah. away. It's, it's almost like, you know, and I don't know if this is how scientific this is, but I've talked to some, some of the vintners, but when the vine saw, and I'm thinking of like a bear coming out of hibernation, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or, or the vine comes out of hibernation and it's, it's been dormant. It sees that there's no moisture there. There's nothing to grab hold of to start pushing it to get it ready to grow for the season. So it's already kind of hunkered down. So like, and it's yeah. already kind of, well, how do I get through this? And it's, and, and I'm just imagining the vine has a little brain and that little brain is saying, you know, I don't have my normal wetness and things that I would need to have. So everything is going to get smaller. If you saw the bunches and Philip and I were laughing about it when some of the first Pinot Noir grapes came in from over in Sonoma and they were, a third or a fourth the size of the bunch, the cluster size. They were these cute little oh my. berries, but the, but instead of being, you know, a, a big kind of a cluster, yeah. 
like this. They were, I'm not joking. They were kind of this size. They were like, you could put them in your hand. They're just cute little things and tiny little berries. Well, the vine, as Philip was saying, the vine kind of stayed at about the spot that you would see it about three or four weeks, maybe a month after the uh, after the vine started to push. It kind of stayed at that level. They didn't get those big leaves. I mean, we normally would see a leaf that was this big. The leaves mm. were this big, you know. And so I think that to answer your question about having to drop a bunch of foliage to do it, we didn't have yeah. the opportunity to do it because it wasn't there. That's really so. fascinating. But like I'm saying, they they seem to be adapting to you know the environment, and yeah. um, which I I, I I you know again it's not scientific, but it sounds like a you know a good thing. Let, let's just hope it doesn't get um, any hotter or drier. Did you have a lot of did you have a lot of heat spikes this year? Not really. Not, no. not like, uh, you know, we have had plenty of warm weather, but not the yeah. um, very little over 100 degrees. And oh, good. Um, and that's that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, makes a difference that, it, you know, we didn't have like in 2017 yeah. where we just had this relentless heat over, you know, in early to mid September where, you know, these exactly. record temperatures. Actually, most of them weren't records. They were just really hot. I'm, I'm, yeah. That's something I'm really fascinated by is that, you know, we're we're thinking they're record temperatures, but they're not record temperatures. The record may have been in like 1932 or something for that day. That's interesting. Uh, but it's, it doesn't mean that it's not hot. It's just not a record. And uh, we have had very little of that. And, um, and, and thankfully, and now we're in, we've had some, kind of cold spells and now we're in kind of a cold spell where it's um i think we're we're, we're going to um you know for the mountain cuvee we've got some uh petite verdot up in pope valley and the grower mm -hmm. i scheduled the pick and they said well do you mind if we deliver these a little bit late that's for tomorrow um and they said well because it's going to be in the 30s in pope valley while they're oh my picking. god and they they were hoping to let it go up a little bit before they didn't want their guys out there picking when it's literally freezing temperatures. temperatures uh, yeah. Now that's Pope Valley, but it's not far as the crow flies. So it's it's actually a little bit of a cold spell right now. It's weird because I know also it must have been around May or something. And then you had like it was really hot. And then a few days later, it was almost freezing. And so you had a lot of, you know, the weather has been like that, right? The, I guess the summer has been hot, but it, I remember in the spring, there was weird weather like that too. No? I, yes. And you know what the problem is? I, I could hardly remember one year from the next because yeah. we, I feel like we're getting so sensitive, like, you know, one person remembers two years ago and one's a year ago and yeah. then last spring. And it's just like, we're, we're just freaking out about weather. And, and sometimes I think we're, we're psyching ourselves out. You know, we're, we're getting so sensitive to every little thing that happens when, you know, maybe when we were less aware, these things just kind of rolled off our backs and we said, yes, it's hot and yes, it's cold. But now we're, we're focused so, you know, keenly on everything, the drought, you know, the fires, the, the heat, the cold, you know, and it's True. just like farmers never stop watching that kind of stuff. That's I mean, our, our Dave Perio, our vineyard manager, I just, 
I think he just agonizes, you know, with it's so tough on him seeing that trying to, wouldn't you say, Cyril? I mean, it's, it's, he takes it the hardest. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, I'm sure you're so right, though, that, well, that's farming. I was thinking when you were, when you were talking about how the smaller um, leaves and smaller crop, and, and I was curious, you know, what other farmers are saying, whether it's like citrus or other crops, what, you know, what they're saying about, about it. Because, it, you know, a lot of times we forget that uh, winemaking is essentially, far, you know, essentially farming. You know, that's the key. Well, just to answer that question a little more broadly, mm-hmm. uh, there, I, I'm on a bank board that only loans money to agriculture. So oh, okay. 100% of our, uh, of our structure is to loan money to agriculture. And we have walnut growers, almond growers. Oh, all interesting. Of, we, we, we finance all of Salinas. Um, and, um, the, the real concern in some of the places where they were able to continue putting enough soil moisture, uh, even though they didn't get much rain this last year, but artificially knowing that, that the row crops that they had to have water in there, um, they're kind of okay for right now, uh, in the row crops, that means lettuce, broccoli, cauliflower, mm-hmm. all those guys. And they seem to be doing okay. What their concern is that in Salinas Valley, that the two main reservoirs that refill their aquifer that were literally man-made reservoirs. And if you can believe it, they designed a system to release the water into their aquifer to fill up the groundwater underneath this whole valley. And those reservoirs don't have a drop of water in them. Oh my God. So what they're doing is they're really lowering the aquifer. And what their big challenge for that area is, is the salt intrusion that comes from the ocean because right off, that starts coming in, right? Because you need that pressure of the yeah. fresh water, keeping that at bay. Well, now that's starting to come in. So that's really a challenge. And now the people who are pumping off those wells closer to the ocean are starting to find salt in their wells and that kills the products on the top. So now they can't use it. So, that's oh. their issue that they're having. And their real concern is next year. Um, are we going to yeah. get enough rain to fill up those reservoirs, push that aquifer back in and push the salt back away? That's their concern. There are thousands of acres of almond growers who didn't have enough water this year to, to keep their almond trees alive. And so they are now taking out their almond trees. And almond tree is like a seven or eight year uh, before you get your first almonds on it. So mm-hmm. that's a, that'll take oh, that's right. yeah. years before they get anything if they're younger trees. And and that's based upon water. Um, the rice people are talking about the same thing. So so I think you're exactly right. It is affecting everybody else in slightly different ways. Yeah, but it, okay. This is very real for agriculture across the board. And um, the question is, are we going to have enough water to continue on? I think we can dry farm. We can do a lot of things that might keep our industry going fairly yeah. well. Um, it will change the makeup of what we do and how we do it. But um, for some of those crops that are really water intensive, um, it's going to be a challenge if we don't have a fairly normal or maybe a closer to normal uh, rainfall this year. So 
It's real. I think Philip's point in how we got into this conversation was talking about the stress that our vineyard manager takes upon himself yeah. because, you know, he's trying to do two things. First, wish it weren't this way that it is and mentally hopefully that he can project a situation where it's not that way. But on the other side, he realized he can't do that. So now he's thinking of every possible thing that he can do to mitigate and manage the low water and the yields and everything else. So, so he does carry this weight of the world on him. It's unfair because it's nothing that he could do, but if he can find a solution and our guys have been very creative about things that they've done. So, um, so Philip's right. He, he carries an extra burden for all of us that is probably not really fair, you know? So, so, so who, who has the better rain dance you or Philip? I wouldn't want to judge this and I, and I I've seen not. Cyril dance. Actually, I'm such a bad dancer. Maybe it wouldn't make rain happen. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll pay off. 